It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. 900 fires are raging in Canada. Siberia is in flames. Other parts of Europe the same. The warnings of coming scheduled forest incinerations in the U.S. are now being issued. Smoke-filled skies are now the norm, and official sources are telling populations to get used to it. It's not going to get better, they say. It's going to get worse. Above it all, climate intervention operations are raging in our skies. Our forests are the lungs of the planet, along with plankton. Both are dying at blinding speed. If they die, we die. Question. How long? Can you hold your breath? Atmospheric oxygen content is already declining precipitously. All that sounds bad, but it gets worse. What if the ozone layer disappeared? That's a new report title from HowStuffWorks.org. From this report, within days of the ozone layer's disappearance, many plants would die. The intensity of the sun's radiation would make photosynthesis, a process by which plants convert light energy into chemical energy to fuel their growth, An impossibility for all but the largest and slowest growing flora, and even these holdouts, primarily massive trees, would eventually die too. Without plants, the food chain would collapse. Herbivores would starve, omnivores and carnivores could feed off their bodies for a time, but their food supply would dwindle and cause widespread extinction. Let's stop there. It's not a would, could, may, or might equation. It's happening now. UV radiation is bombarding the planet, not just UVA and B, but UVC. And we're not guessing because we're metering that at geoengineeringwatch.org. We're getting DNA damaging UVC on the surface now, killing plankton, killing flora. And what's below UVC? If we have a functional ozone layer collapse, which we are perilously close to, X-ray. I think we all know how bad that is for us. Exactly how thick or thin is the ozone layer? Ponder this. If Earth's life-giving ozone layer was compressed to a single molecular layer, it would be about 6 millimeters thick. About the thickness of two dimes. No ozone layer, no life. That's our next stop on the current course. Next headline. More bad news. From Forbes.com and many other sources. Sixth mass extinction event, a.k.a. this one will be worse than first predicted. What a surprise, like everything else across the board, as geoengineeringwatch.org said was the case for the full decade and a half of our existence. This Forbes report says, tragically, the global mass extinction event that we find ourselves in the midst of is even worse than originally predicted. According to a recent study, they say, the international team of scientists came to their conclusion after analyzing population trends data for more than 71,000 animal species, including mammals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, fish, and insects. Previous research has established that the current rates of extinction are up to 10,000 times the background extinction rate, which has led some scientists to argue that life on Earth has entered its sixth mass extinction event. Think how absurd this is. Some scientists say we might be in the sixth great mass extinction when we've lost 70% of Earth's animal populations in the last 40 years alone, when insect populations are down 80 to 90% globally, that's terrestrial and aquatic insects. Fisheries are down 90%, the pelagic fish populations, i.e. the food fish. And the extinction rate, by the way, for the record, isn't 10,000 times the background rate. It's 15,000 times the background rate. Let's translate that. 
It's a million and a half percent of what is considered normal. And what studies like this one covered in Forbes don't mention is this coextinction. Translation, when species die off on which the human race completely depends for its own survival, our species in turn must also perish. How could it be otherwise? Let's keep going. New from the Atlantic.com. Climate collapse could happen fast. The report states that the unfolding collapse is, quote, accelerating far faster than expected. So, again, for the record, for a decade and a half, geoengineeringwatch.org has stated that the condition of the biosphere was far worse than anything we've officially been told. That fact can no longer be hidden. It's the only reason why they're beginning to tell the truth. Climate engineering and the effort to mask what's coming has only further fueled the overall fire, only further accelerated collapse, only pushed us closer to near-term planetary omnicide. And still, we're fed the lie that technology will save us all from ourselves. On that note, this new headline from Politico.com. Lawmakers, quote, cool on sci-fi climate fix. What's this Politico.com report referred to? Climate engineering, of course, that they say we could, may, might have to deploy someday. Question, how much longer can the criminal cabal of both political stripes, masquerading as the U.S. government, continue to convince populations that the shockingly obvious climate engineering operations in our skies are actually only a, a quote, proposal? The programming of populations runs deep. Don't believe your lying eyes. Just accept the official lies. That's what we're told. Next new headline. This one from grocer.co.uk. Crops decimated by Europe's heat wave. The report states production in southern Europe is expected to fall by 60% compared to last year in the wake of the Sharon heat wave currently gripping the continent. Harvest in Portugal, Spain, and Italy where temperatures have regularly topped 40 degrees C in July, are expected to be hardest hit by the heat wave. Again, that's the naming of heat waves. This is second major named heat wave. There are more coming. And this theaterizes the storms, just like they've named winter storms in the U.S. for a number of years now. Doing so makes a deeper impression on populations and makes the matrix media coverage of these events more entertaining and distracting for populations taking their eyes off other issues like climate engineering operations above it all. Europe's crops aren't the only ones crashing. A systematic targeting of ag regions with weather catastrophes is absolutely occurring. Flash drought, flash heat, flash flooding, flash extreme hailstorms, flash freeze events in the spring growing season. The list goes on and on. On that note from Axios.com, exclusive U.S. global food security envoy is, quote, very concerned about El Nino. Question, where's the concern about climate engineering, aka weather warfare? Is it just a coincidence that, again, agricultural regions all over the world are being systematically devastated by every imaginable form of weather catastrophe? Is it just another coincidence that climate engineering operations can be seen on satellite imagery conducting operations over the same regions at the same times? Just coincidence. You decide. For the record, Almost a billion souls faced hunger last year. This year will be far worse. To any that still buy the lie that hunger and poverty will someday be conquered, time to wake up. It's just getting started. 
The loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute policies of industrialized, militarized societies have painted us all into a very dark corner. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political global alert news report. This is the end of the world as we know it broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Try a Geoengineering Watch shirt or hoodie to get the conversation going with family and friends. Every day counts in this all-important battle. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on the Geoengineering Watch homepage. Our only goal, to fully expose and halt the climate engineering assault. So, how dark is the wider horizon? Let's press on. More headlines from CNN. This is just the beginning. Extreme heat around the world as fires rage in southern Europe. Again, not just southern Europe, Canada, Siberia, Italy, Greece, the list goes on and on. Back to the CNN report. They say last week's Cerberus heat wave, which I covered in my last broadcast, is making way for another, which Italian weather forecasters have named Sharon. That name stands for the ferryman in Greek mythology who carries souls to the underworld. Is it any coincidence that they use these types of names for these types of events? Is it just some grand game for the global predator parasite class? The CNN report then states, Italy, Spain, and Greece have already faced unrelenting heat for days, but the European Space Agency has warned that the heat wave is only just beginning. Again, that's the scheduled weather. These people are literally reading scripts from those who are manipulating the weather. As I've stated many times in the U.S., We have Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, private defense contractors. They're neck deep in climate engineering patents and operations. They do the modeling for the nation's weathermen. They pass the script down, and it ends up all the way to the local meteorologist. And that's the fact of the matter. We know this. When you have a local meteorologist, our our local ABC meteorologist here in Northern California, when they say six or seven days in advance that a particular day will be, quote, mostly sunny, and on that day, the only thing in the sky are artificial jet-sprayed aerosol clouds part of solar radiation management, part of climate engineering, part of what is decimating what's left of the planet's remaining life support systems. That local meteorologist could not know that that was going to occur a week in advance unless he was reading a script. It's exactly what they're doing. Perhaps sending a link to the climate engineering documentary, The Dimming, available on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, to your local forecaster, a.k.a. script reader, is something to consider. And if you do... Openly CC as many friends and family as possible, which can help to keep our so-called weather experts accountable for what they say or what they don't. From phys.org, cities need plans for extreme heat, says expert, as heat waves stretch across the globe. This is the false fantasy notion that we can adapt to a planet that is hurling toward Venus syndrome. Can't adapt to that. If we continue on the current course, no one gets out alive. Yes, you can quote me on that. Statistically, mathematically, that is the trajectory we are on. Near-term trajectory. Not centuries out, not decades out. Kicking the front door in, now. From the UK Guardian, extreme weather continues across Europe as further heat wave looms. Hailstorms have hit northern Italy as near-record temperatures begin to ebb, but forecasters have warned of a fourth heat wave hitting southern Europe next week. Listen to this excerpt of interest from this UK Guardian report. 
Quote, the hail that fell was absolutely out of the ordinary with stones of ice that in some cases had a diameter of over 10 centimeters. The same is occurring in so many other parts of the world, including the U.S. Record heat and drought, followed by flash storms, fierce winds, extreme hail, a short toxic surface chemical cooldown, followed by yet another round of record heat and perhaps a cyclonic rotation or two, a.k.a. tornado, as colliding air masses are created from this atmospheric mayhem that's occurring. The ever more desperate attempts of the climate engineers to mask the unfolding abrupt climate collapse has and is only making it worse and contaminating the entire planet in the process. Next headline from AP News. Wildfires in Greece closing highways and threaten an oil refinery as the EU sends firefighter planes. The U.S. matrix media doesn't cover any of this. The televised matrix media doesn't matter what brand it is. MSNBC, Fox, CNN, they're covering their own particular flavor of political theater, but they don't cover these kinds of events. And guess who does? The Chinese news. The Chinese global news network covers way more real news from around the world than the U.S. media machine of mass distraction. And please don't believe me. Please take a look for yourself. You'll be surprised. Not advocating anything for China or about China, but I'm simply saying their global news is far superior than the U.S. matrix media. Another headline, this one is a bit of a shocker, and it's going to become the norm on the current course. The heat index reached 152 degrees in the Middle East. The report says nearly at the limit for human survival. That's from the Washington Post and other sources. And no, it's not nearly at the limit. It's past the limit for the weaker members of our populations. The wet bulb temperatures are here and increasing. For those that don't know what the wet bulb temperatures are, that's the temperature at which the combination of heat and humidity becomes intolerable to the human body because it can no longer perspire and cool itself. The formerly hospitable planet and climate that exploding human populations have known is gone. It's not coming back in any time frame that matters. What we're fighting for now is to salvage what's left And that effort starts with stopping climate intervention operations. Pressing on from Bloomberg, Tokyo heat smashes 150-year trend as extreme weather bakes globe. This is only the smallest sample of the headlines that are available on this, and they will continue to get worse fast. I can't express with enough urgency the scenario we face is as non-linear as it could possibly be. So many people think you can look back at a temperature graph, which is largely falsifies to the downside anyway, and pretend you can project that forward as a linear equation. You can't do that. Again, the example, a fuse to a stick of dynamite. Fuse can burn along at a certain pace, but when it hits that dynamite, that's the end. Next, a follow-up story from analysis.com. World experiences hottest week ever recorded and more is forecast to come. Again, this is an ongoing story that will only continue to worsen. We're in a runaway event now. Geoengineeringwatch.org has desperately tried to sound the alarm for a decade and a half. It's here. From InsideClimateNews.com, the world is reeling from record heat and flooding. Scientists say it's the cost of climate inaction. Let's make this conclusion complete. It's also the cost of completely out-of-control climate intervention operations that are wreaking havoc on an already badly damaged planet. 
The Inside Climate News report continues with this. A record hot June followed by a disaster-packed July has climate scientists, quote, shocked by just how extreme the extreme weather has been, including some ocean waters feeling like a hot tub. Temperatures pushing 100 degrees in the ocean. More on that shortly. Please stay tuned. Final excerpt from the Inside Climate News report. Science editor Robin McKee stated that, quote, there's a good chance that the month of July will see the highest global temperatures for, again, this figure, 120,000 years. Why 120,000 years? What's this baseline referring to? They're referring to the Immian glaciation period. And available paleo data indicates that this is the last time Earth was this warm, but it happened at an exponentially slower rate, and there was still an intact ozone layer. Translation, we're already hurling past all the barriers and tipping points into completely uncharted territory. Next headline from FAIR.org. As skies turn orange, media still hesitates to mention what's changing climate. This report rightfully criticizes mainstream media sources like Fox News for more or less attempting to make a joke out of the unfolding and accelerating planetary meltdown being further fueled by climate engineering, which, of course, Fox will never mention either. But FAIR.org then cites the far-left news source Democracy Now! as a credible source of climate information. Are they? No. Not the far left, not the far right. Both push their own flavor of total disinformation. Both deny the climate engineering elephant in the equation. I've personally met the host of Democracy Now! twice. And when I asked her why she won't address climate engineering operations, her response was, quote, at least I'm covering most of the news. Her comment was, I can only assume, in reference to the fact that she would lose the sponsors of Democracy Now! Sponsors like the Ford Foundation, part of the matrix. So it seems the host of Democracy Now!, Amy Goodwin, is unwilling to tell the whole truth if it means the loss of her sponsors. How massive can the hypocrisy be? Again, it's on the left, it's on the right, and everywhere in between, with very few exceptions. So few are telling the whole truth, an accurate truth. That needs to change, or we have little chance of making it much further. Every form of human activity that affects the energy balance of the planet is a problem. Every form of human activity that damages the planet's life support systems, which includes habitat destruction, is a problem. Both sides of the fence, just two sides of matrix disinformation in different forms. There can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost including and addressing the climate engineering issue. This week, several online sources addressed the climate engineering issue, citing numerous reports from geoengineeringwatch.org, specifically Robert F. Kennedy's recent interview of me and the geoengineeringwatch.org climate engineering documentary, The Dimming. For the record, though I am grateful for this help with sounding the alarm, apparently, in the attempt to fortify their own ideology, these sources quoted me as saying that the disintegrating climate is solely the result of climate engineering. That's false. I have never, ever made any such statement. I never will. The unfolding implosion of our planet's life support functions isn't a this or that equation. It's all the above. As I've stated so many times on so many broadcasts over so many years, countless forms of human activity have laid waste to planet Earth in the geologic blink of an eye. Yes, climate engineering is core to this equation, but again, 
There are countless other forms and sources of damage. All are part of the near-term existential threat we now collectively face. If or when anyone says to you, climate engineering isn't happening, and that it's just a, quote, conspiracy theory, that it's been, quote, debunked, ask them, who gave them their opinion? From what matrix media propaganda-pushing trough of lies did they feed for their borrowed opinion? for their power structure-crafted denial of what all but the clinically blind can see occurring in skies all over the world. Anyone with any conclusion about climate anything that doesn't include climate engineering as a core component of their assessment has it wrong. Again, keyword, core component. Remember, it's a this and that equation. All forms of human activity that affect the energy balance of the planet and negatively affect the planet's life support systems are a part of the problem. Moving on from Sputnik News, U.S. sends troops to Canada to fight unstoppable, quote, gigafire. This is one of nearly, again, 900 currently torching millions of acres in Canada, 30 million to be exact, since only the start of May. Anyone that believes that such planetary decimation can continue for much longer without so-called civilization completely collapsing, followed by mass global die-off, isn't grounded in reality. The time is rapidly coming when no one will be able to help anyone. Search and view the movie The Road for a preview of what's coming. Here's an actual excerpt from the Sputnik News report. Almost 900 wildfires burning across Canada as provinces and territories set record high temperatures. Nearly 900 wildfires continued to burn across Canada on Monday as military assistance arrived in British Columbia and plumes of smoke triggered air quality warnings in more than a dozen U.S. states. The blazes, the report says, have doubled in number since mid-June and several provinces and territories have recently set new record high temperatures causing experts to worry that the hot and dry conditions will accelerate the burning. Of course it will. Do we need, quote, experts to tell us that? And what else are geoengineering jets spraying on top of the smoke canopies that's not being acknowledged and not being tested for by design? How many really want to know? Next headline. Toxic wildfire smoke from Canada is back. Seems like the never-ending nightmare that we can't wake up from, doesn't it? Part of the plan. Another round of toxic Canadian wildfire smoke, the report states, is back in the U.S. Air quality alerts are deteriorating in mid-Atlantic states as the plume of smoke pours in from Canada. Next report, same theme. No way to escape haze. Canadian wildfire smoke pours into North Florida while African dust approaches from south. Report says on Wednesday, smoke from Canadian wildfires drifted down to North Florida coinciding with Saharan dust approaching South Florida from another direction. Filthy Florida skies. That's officially, we're told, just Canadian smoke and just African dust. And pay no attention to the atmospheric aerosols spraying operations taking place above it all. Just another day in the planetary asylum. And again, nanoparticles not being tested for. Specific elements not being looked for. Heavy metals, polymers, graphene, none of it's even looked for, let alone disclosed. We have no idea how much we're actually breathing or what other elements may be in any particular mix on any particular day in any particular location. We can't know without testing everything everywhere all the time. And those in power know that they can spray whatever they want, whenever they want, on whomever they want, 
because the vast majority of populations are still refusing to look up and face reality. This being said, the scale is beginning to tip. In recent weeks, there are so many communications coming into geoengineeringwatch.org from so many sources and individuals from all over the world that we can't even begin to keep up, though we'll do our best to do so. And those that are waking up are investigating. Viewing the dimming documentary from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org is a great place to start. The weathermakers continue to prepare the U.S. West for coming incinerations. Search and view wildfires serve geoengineering agenda to learn more. From AccuWeather.com, wildfire season in West on verge of explosive development. Reports as wildfire activity is expected to intensify across the western United States in the coming weeks. Meanwhile, the unprecedented situation in Canada is expected to worsen, as I already stated. Let's add more to this equation. Next headline, heat dome to raise wildfire risk across West. The latest heat dome is expected to expand and encompass most of the southwest. The dome of high pressure strengthening from southern California to western Texas will help to prime the western U.S. for an increased wildfire threat in the coming weeks. AccuWeather meteorologist Brandon Buckingham made this statement. Question, are the AccuWeather manipulators laughing it up behind closed doors? Perhaps if they were sent a link to the geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, the Matrix meteorologist might think twice. High-pressure heat domes, a term that we now hear constantly from these script-reading so-called experts. This phenomenon, an atmospheric high-pressure heat dome, is the hallmark of what ionosphere heater technology is known to create in a very targeted manner. This technology is real. It's not science fiction. It's ability to create these scenarios is not scientifically disputed. Please research what an ionosphere heater is and what it does. Moving on, next report. U.S. has seen a slow start to wildfire season in 2023. Why? Because it seems that it was Canada's turn to burn. As of the start of this week, as stated earlier, almost 900 fires in Canada, 560 out-of-control fires almost 30 million acres. Forests in Siberia also burning to the ground on a massive scale. How many know that? How many would care, even if they knew? Next report, dry lightning could spark new wildfires. Yes, also part of the plan. Search the engineering wildfires section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. When you fill the sky with electrically conductive particles that generate static energy buildup, those same particles drying out precipitation, you get much more dry lightning. And that is a direct result of climate engineering operations. From every conceivable direction, climate engineering operations are the most core causal factor for the incinerations. The source of ignition, that's another subject completely. Any coordinated arson operation can easily accomplish that. But what is setting the template for these fires to burn with such ferocity from every conceivable direction? Climate engineering is doing that. Again, a reminder, geoengineeringwatch.org located and posted a U.S. military document titled Forest Fires as a Military Weapon with sites named within the continental U.S., about 18 sites in that report. Why? Read the report, decide for yourself. From AccuWeather.com, intense southern Europe heat wave helps trigger wildfires and deadly thunderstorms. The report says a massive heat dome, there it is again, has rewritten the record books across southern Europe, and AccuWeather forecasters warn that more extreme heat is ahead into next week. There you have it. Yet another heat dome. Here, there, everywhere. 
Welcome to the world of ionosphere heaters and using the atmosphere as a battlefield until it breaks. Also from AccuWeather, heat wave rewrites record books in Southern Europe. In Rome, the temperature topped out at 108 degrees Fahrenheit, beating the all-time record set just last year. On the Mediterranean islands of Sardinia and Sicily, the temperatures rose to the astonishing levels of 115 degrees Fahrenheit on those islands in the Mediterranean. From the weathernetwork.com, four simultaneous heat domes break major records around the globe. This report states, while each heat dome has brought its own set of impacts to different regions across the globe, the common denominator is the tally of broken temperature records. Heat dome over North Africa has been cause of widespread records in Europe. North American Atlantic Ocean has seen its hottest temperatures on record from the heat dome there. In North America, a heat dome has had major impacts across the southwestern United States, as I just stated, for more than two weeks. The fourth heat dome is over Asia and has helped to bake China and other countries in Asia. All of these bake and burn zones are ongoing, while Americans line up for a day at Disneyland or a carnival cruise to the Caribbean or a dip in the 100-degree water in Florida. Welcome to the asylum. Question, how bad does it have to get before the alarm bells go off in more of the population? 110-degree ocean temperatures? 120, perhaps? We'll soon enough find out because it's coming far faster than almost any dare to imagine. From Yale360.org, a stagnant jet stream is fueling intense heat worldwide. Could climate change be to blame? Question mark, they say. The report says the jet stream is currently in a stationary position, which means that weather systems are kept in a holding pattern. That makes heat build up. Yes, this is weather terrorism. Nothing less. The total omission of climate engineering operations from this Yale report is criminal. The whole of academia at this point behaving as criminal cowards, not telling the truth. The climate science community that refuses to stand up, find their courage, and tell the truth. When will that happen? I'll continue to ask that question until it does happen. While the last remaining intact force on Earth, the lungs of the planet, are incinerating, how many are just going about their daily activities as if it will just magically work out? And about the other, even larger primary source of oxygen on the planet, plankton, also crashing. Down 90% in the Atlantic, the other oceans are not far behind. And that's not opinion. That's the conclusion of the latest science study on the matter. No plankton, no forests, no oxygen, no people. How long can you hold your breath? You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 415, July 22nd, 2023. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 25 stations throughout the U.S., AM and FM. All recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our emails don't go to the spam files. We ask, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. 
The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship, which is getting worse, not better. And viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience about reaching those that still aren't looking up and connecting the dots. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images, images that are very effective at waking people up. So many are sadly still unaware of the ongoing climate engineering operations. We now have Geoengineering Watch hoodies to go with our Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high quality four color images on both sides, images of a military tanker descending down over the planet and spraying. A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering, Investigate, and below that, geoengineeringwatch.org, so people can find a credible source of information. You can see these shirts and the images on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We have scannable business cards, bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses, that's the great imperative of our time. If we can do this, so many wheels in this battle will begin to turn on their own as those participating and their families realize what they're participating in, their own demise. To all those that are already forging forward in this fight, regardless of their individual challenges, circumstances, or situation, you have my deepest undying gratitude. It is an absolute honor to march forward with you in this battle, and we are, in fact, making a difference. This issue is beginning to come to light. It's becoming impossible to hide. Those in power are increasingly desperate to do so, but they are losing ground by the day, and we are gaining it. Let's continue our march, no matter what, until this issue is fully exposed and halted. Moving on. Question. How many months in a row has there been of above normal temperatures on planet Earth? For the record, June 2023 marked the 47th consecutive June and the 532nd consecutive month with global temperatures above the 20th century average, which is already above the pre-industrial average, by the way. And that's even with engineered winter events, chemical ice nucleation, surface cooldowns, and data falsification to the downside not the upside like many people would like to believe. And no, the planet isn't cooling. It's spiraling into total meltdown with geoengineering operations further accelerating the process. So why are there still so many hanging on to the global cooling narrative? Because it's human nature to cling to peer consensus and ideology as opposed to objective and unbiased research-based conclusions. For so many, their understandable disdain for the hypocrisy of Al Gore, John Kerry, and countless matrix-controlled nonprofit environmental organizations taints their opinion. So many feel that if these individuals and groups are profiting off catastrophe, the catastrophe must be made up, must not be real. But such a conclusion, based on such factors, isn't reasonable. So many profit from war, but that doesn't mean the war didn't happen. It doesn't mean people didn't die. We must all constantly clear the lens through which we view the world. U.S. televised matrix media, all channels, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all nothing more than different flavors of total scripted mass distraction, nonstop political theater with occasional coverage of alien encounters. The planet's dying. Not a word from these climate engineering cover-up organizations or anything of substance happening around the world. We don't see any of it from these stations. Almost never. Again, Chinese news, 
10 times better than these corporate media cover-up agencies, and that's what they are. Next from the UK Guardian, world experiences hottest week ever recorded and more is forecast to come. These headlines are absolutely saturating all of media at this point. And the only reason they're telling the truth about some of these issues is because they can't hide it any longer. The Guardian report confirms, quote, there's a good chance the month of July will see the highest global temperature for 120,000 years. They continue, the chances are that the month of July will be the hottest month ever, meaning since the Immian interglacial period mentioned that earlier, which is some 120,000 years ago. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from the Washington Post and other sources, the heat index reached 152 degrees in the Middle East, nearly the limit for human survival. The report says, as the northern hemisphere approaches summer's peak, heat is testing the limits of human survival in Earth's hottest spots and demonstrating the extremes that are increasingly possible and probable against the backdrop of accelerating global warming. Again, global warming, wrong term. Correct term, abrupt climate collapse. This report continues. In recent days, China set an all-time high of nearly 126 degrees Fahrenheit, while Death Valley hit 128 degrees. So stop and think about that for a moment. China reaching temperatures nearly equal to Death Valley. Densely populated cities and societies that require an unimaginably vast and constant stream of resources and food to sustain societal order and populations can't continue under such conditions. They won't continue. Wait and see. And the big variable in this equation is this. As populations are forced to wake up to what's coming, indeed what's already unfolding, and they begin to panic, the controllers will play much bigger cards. Various forms of weapons that they have at their disposal that can level the playing field literally overnight. We're already being sprayed with lab test proven toxic elements. What's to stop those in power from adding something much more lethal to the mix? Answer, there's nothing to stop them. At least not yet. Moving on, Phoenix is now at about 21 days, I believe, at above 110 degree temperatures. And what matters even more in this equation that it's not cooling off at night. Why isn't it cooling off at night? It's because that heat is not radiating back out the atmosphere. And there are a number of reasons why this is occurring. First, as I've been over numerous times on this broadcast, high pressure heat dome, ionosphere heater transmitting, in the case of HARP, three and a half million watts of power into the electrically charged ionosphere, heating it radically, which causes the atmosphere to bulge up and down. The downward push of the atmosphere creates and facilitates a high-pressure heat dome. And because it's pushing that air down, it's holding the heat on the surface, just like it holds the smoke on the surface in the regions that are having Canadian smoke pushed into them. So nighttime temperatures are not cooling off. Next factor, the atmosphere is filling with greenhouse gases. And those that think that that's not a factor in the energy balance of the planet, please just stop and consider if there was no blanket over the planet, we wouldn't be here. We have scorching temperatures on the sun-exposed side of the Earth and freezing, sub-zero freezing on the other. Obviously, there's an atmosphere that holds heat in. That's what allows life to exist here. When you thicken that blanket, the temperatures increase. And it's not just CO2. We have a very immediate heat-trapping gas, meaning its effects are immediate, unlike CO2, which has a delayed effect to the heating it causes, methane. Over a one-year time horizon, methane can be hundreds of times more 
potent at trapping heat than CO2. We have methane spewing out all over the globe, not just from carbon fuel refining, but from the thawing methane clathrate and hydrate deposits in the tundra regions, in the polar regions. It is spewing into the atmosphere, covering the planet like a layer of glass and trapping heat. And finally, we have climate intervention operations the stated purpose to put these light scattering particles in the sky to block some of the daytime thermal energy from the sun. But what do those particles do when the sun goes down? It traps heat, obviously. And that's not even taking into consideration the destroying of the ozone layer, the disrupting of the hydrological cycle, and the total contamination of everything everywhere on the planet. The epitome of human insanity is climate intervention operations. And we have a so-called science community, I feel so much disdain now, increasing disdain all the time for this community that won't tell the truth. What will it take? How bad will it have to get? And even worse, so many so-called scientists in so many fields of study are tasked with hiding the truth from populations. Just like the so-called public protection agencies like the EPA, that's not there to disclose threats to the public, but to hide them. As I've stated in previous broadcasts, I know this firsthand from my meetings with top officials at the state capitol, with so-called elected officials like Newsom, but I've had meetings with top EPA officials. One closed-door meeting, five top EPA officials told to my face how the system is completely rigged and that they only test for what they're told to test for. Everything else goes out the window. Moral bankruptcy is so completely permeated into so many arenas of government and academia that there's no fixing the system. It's broken, just as the planet is now broken. The tale of the human race, parting on the deck of the Titanic till the moment of impact. And all the while, neck deep in lies and deception crafted by those who control the strings of the Matrix. On that note, from geographical.co.uk, This headline from this week, Should We Use Geoengineering to Tinker with the Planet? The report says some experts believe that someday we'll have to resort to tinkering with the planet's climate, quote, if humans continue on the current emissions path. This is from the Oxford Geoengineering Program's website. All these institutions of so-called higher learning that are in fact nothing more than power structure controlled entities that issue certificates of indoctrination for those who complete their programs. On that note, here's a short excerpt from a recent geoengineeringwatch.org post titled Graphene Rain Scientist Sounds Alarm. This is a PhD biologist from a globally recognized agricultural testing institution speaking about the willful denial of his academic colleagues. We have not disclosed this individual's name at this point for his own protection. Here it is. Listen carefully. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, the, the academia, I try to bring this issue to academia, some of my colleagues, and they they don't talk about it. They don't think it's happening. They don't think anything is being spread. Whenever they see a country, they see just as a country. They don't think it's a uh, jet spraying, and there's nothing you can do. I try to show them some of your materials. And they they don't even want to look. They think it's just a big joke. So it, it's 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 really sad to see the direction that science has taken, uh, when so much good could been could have been done. And you know, and, and to to one point, then it's amazing to see that we have the capability of controlling the weather on a planet, but it's disheartening to see that we are using that for for the negative 
applications of this technology. Again, not saying that it's good and should be done, but it's amazing that we can do it, but we are doing it to kill ourselves. Strong words and a very dire conclusion from a very courageous PhD scientist that has told us at geoengineeringwatch.org, 95% of his academic colleagues don't want to even hear about unpleasant realities or truths, let alone to address them. Where does that leave us? How many really want to know? From EIN.com, this global geoengineering market to witness exponential CAGR, that's compound annual growth rate, of 19%, during 2023 to 2031, says Absolute Market Insights. This is, again, more from the disaster capitalists that operate on the delusion that the current insanity can continue. But in fact, mathematically speaking, statistically speaking, on the current trajectory, no one will be here by 2031. And I realize how many people will roll their eyes and tell themselves that's ridiculously impossible. But to such individuals, I'm simply asking, look at the statistics, look around you. How many insects do you see? How much blue sky do you see? What do you see in the sky that shouldn't be there? How many dead trees do you see where you live? Have you looked? Have you noticed the branches dying out on the top of the crowns because they can't take the UV exposure? Have you seen, depending on where you live, The Cambrian layer of the tree, the bark, the living layer, literally scorched from the tree from tip to trunk. We see that on countless specimens in Northern California. We see it all over the world. UVC on the surface now. That's why cars heat up so incredibly fast. That's why we're having so many locked car deaths. Someone or a pet locked in a car because the thermal energy buildup from the now decimated ozone layer that's perilously close to functional collapse That's a very penetrating heat. The spectrums of UV that we get now on the surface and the thermal energy buildup that comes with them is incredibly easy to take note of. But how many are? They seem oblivious to their own senses, to their own eyesight. In fact, how many at this late hour are actually trying to entertain themselves by visiting and witnessing regions of the world where the most glaring red flags of biosphere collapse are taking place. Some example headlines on this theme. Tourists flock to Death Valley to feel hottest heat ever recorded. That's from DW News in Germany. Another example. This is a past post from ensia.com. Last Chance Glacier Tourism reports as people are flocking to see melting glaciers before they're gone. Example I gave in a previous broadcast, this is parallel to Woody Harrelson, who does know about climate engineering, by the way, and we hope he might consider speaking out on the record at some point soon. But this is an example of Woody Harrelson's part in the movie 2012, when he traveled to the Yellowstone supervolcano to be there as it went off in his face. And this seems parallel to that to me those who seem to show some regard for nature, but only in the sense that they want to marvel at its decimation. What a twisted world we live in. Moving on, a few more headlines from MSN.com. U.S. heat wave. Americans suffer second-degree burns as pavement 
heat hits 71 degrees C. That's about 160 degrees Fahrenheit, something in that range. There are videos online now that can easily be searched. Film footage of roads literally buckling from the heating and bridges buckling. Runways are literally melting in places. Planes can't take off. The gravity of what's unfolding can't be overstated. And so many asleep at the wheel mesmerized by the political theater that's pumped out by the power structure day in and day out. From the UK Guardian, Southern Europe braces for second heat storm in a week. Covered part of that earlier. New system pushing into the region from North Africa could lead to temperatures above 48.8 degrees C. Southern Europe is bracing for a second heat storm in a week with Italy, Greece, and Spain, along with Morocco and other Mediterranean countries being told temperatures records could be broken. They are being broken, but many of these records are being falsified to the downside, and we are checking. We're not guessing. Nighttime temperatures will remain high, making it a struggle for people to sleep and even survive in some cases. Nighttime lows that are rising twice as fast as daytime highs is a very, very ominous harbinger of what's unfolding. And what do we get from the so-called science community? How about this one? Big tech comes to the rescue from businessinsider.com. Turns out, this headline says, all we may need to stop climate change is 139 billion gallons of super-duper white paint. That's the headline. Reports this, according to one professor, we can stop global warming if we used a new super white paint. Researchers at Purdue University announced that they have developed the whitest paint on Earth. The problem, though, is that we would need to cover at least 1% of the Earth's surface with paint. How big is 1% of the Earth's surface? That's about 3.5 million square miles. It's near the total land area of the lower United States. So we'd need to cover the country in white paint from sea to shining sea. How ridiculous is this? And that wouldn't stop anything. There's so much thermal inertia behind what's unfolding that we face a truly, truly unimaginable future. And this ridiculous proposal from the so-called science community fits right in with what I've covered on previous broadcasts that came from the so-called science community. Space mirrors, Brazil-sized balloons put into space to block the sun, massive undersea walls to hold up glaciers, covering the North and South Pole and Greenland with tarps. And yes, we truly live on a planetary asylum with so-called academia organizing the entertainment for the rest of us. Another headline of human insanity. This one from the UK Telegraph. 16 million trees cut down in Scotland that doesn't have many trees to begin with to develop wind farms. So much for so-called green energy. Next headline. This one from Vox.com. It's even hot in Antarctica where it's winter. Not going to see that headline on CNN, Fox, or MSNBC. At least not on the televised versions of Matrix Media. Next from UCSB.edu. Multiple ecosystems in hot water after marine heat wave surges across the Pacific. The oceans are superheating. Canfield Ocean. If you don't know what that is, look it up because that is the path we are on. Superheated, oxygenless, lifeless, dead seas. Seas die we die. From msn.com, scientists concerned about unheard of conditions off the coast of England. Same theme. They continue, quote, we could see mass mortality, but that's already occurring. The report then says, as ocean warming worsens, the experts fear that sea life could be killed off like forest dwellers are destroyed during wildfires. This week was Reef Awareness Week. There are so many highly publicized programs of, quote, reef restoration, 
But will these programs even matter? And there's the world's kelp forests, which were once far larger ecosystems than reefs, but the miraculous kelp forests are now all but disappeared. This fact is so incredibly painful for me as I spent such a large chapter of my life in the kelp forests. I can never repay the debt I feel for what the Creator has allowed me to see, to experience while swimming below the surface of seemingly endless and mystical kelp forests, beams of golden sunlight dancing through the often hundred-foot-high kelp stalks. To he who has been given much, much will be asked. Thus, the post at which I now find myself, a post which I will never abandon until my Maker comes for me. From MSN.com When the ocean is 97 degrees, the world is reaching a climate tipping point. No, let's stop there. When the ocean temperatures reach a threshold of nearly 100 degrees, the tipping point has long since been put in the rearview mirror. And even now, the power structure bought and paid for so-called climate science community refuses to tell the truth, while the vast majority of the population clings to comforting lies. On the subject of blatant lies, how many have seen the carbon industry commercial that claims natural gas is the path to zero carbon futures? First, if the human race remains in the current course, we'll have no future at all, none of us. And next, this new report tells the truth about the so-called natural gas scenario. Study shows methane leaks put climate risk from gas on par with coal. No difference. All lies. And next, this lie from thegatewaypundit.com. Nobel winner in science, Dr. John Clauser, says, quote, There's no climate crisis threatening the planet. Clauser criticized the prevalent climate models as being unreliable and not accounting for the dramatic temperature-stabilizing feedback of clouds. Question for Mr. Clauser, are you trying to covertly sell climate engineering aerosol clouds as a cure? How's that working out so far as the planet superheats by the day? More moral bankruptcy, the theme of the day on planet Earth. Populations have been fed so many lies on so many issues from birth to death. How many have and will take their last breath without ever actually seeing the world through a clear lens, choosing instead to blindly believe fairy tales that have been carefully crafted by global predator parasite classes that have ruled from behind the curtain for far longer than most would believe. Mass delusion fantasy that everything will magically get better, no matter how high the tidal wave of total collapse looms over our collective heads. We can decide to do nothing, or we can decide that life has meaning far beyond what we can truly comprehend. We can decide that no matter what we face, no matter how great the odds are against us, doing what is right, because it is right, with the time we've been given, will always be the right path. To commit oneself to such a compass heading without yielding to fear or trepidation is to no unshakable solace. We can accept reality well, or we can accept it poorly, but accept that we must. What could be more empowering than knowing at your core that you steadfastly refuse to go silently into the night? Collectively, we can yet make a difference. We can yet make a quantum leap in the right direction. Fully exposing and halting the climate engineering assault and all that it entails must be a top priority. Sharing credible data from a credible source is key. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. Please, make your voice heard. Make every day count. The sand in the hourglass is rapidly running down. Stand strong against the gathering storm. Decide at your core that you will never yield, ever. We march together in this all-important battle. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.